0: straight away to Matthew in chapter 5. So I want to talk about light today and this is this verse here that tells us verse 14, uh, ye are the light of the world. This is a pretty good endorsement from the Lord to us, that you are the light of the world, chapter 5, verse 14. Um, When uh, I were up in a house where there was eight of us and there was five boys in one room. H- housing trust. My youngest brother was frightened of the dark. He's got a confession to make. Um, one of my other younger brothers wasn't but we would torment the youngest brother by making ghosty noises, you know, monster noises. And then the parents would come in and we would all be innocently fast asleep. It's interesting that the brother, who was never afraid of the dark, he's now become a lawyer. I mean, I don't know if there's a connection there, but um, he's got no conscience, that's for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, darkness is a big thing isn't it, in, our, in our life. Most of us at some point, would have to be brutally honest, we've all been frightened of the dark at some point. And, and the Lord's making this point here in verse 14, that ye, ye are, reading again here, the light of the world. Can you imagine if the Lord said to you today, you're the darkness of the world? That's pretty gloomy, and that's not very, um, not a very good endorsement for you and I that he would say that. But the moment he says, you're the light of the world, he really is saying, you're the hope of the world. Uh, you've got the answer. you have able to see clearly. In Thessalonians it says, you're not the children of the dark nor of the night, but of the light and of the day. That's what we are. So when the Lord says that, He wants us to embrace this very simple scripture. We are the light of the world. And the world is in in darkness. Verses in the Bible, it tells us that a greater darkness is coming upon the earth, such as never been seen before. It's darkness of sin. It's darkness of people's lifestyle. And I think we heard today, this was down at Woodcroft, that 40% of Australians are they're only designated as Christians now. We're we're sliding down not even half the nation. It's lower than half the nation to find themselves as Christians. So We're getting a darker and darker world that we live in, which makes our light shine brighter and brighter. That's what the Lord is saying here. In verse 15, I'm sorry, part of the other verse, 14, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The Lord is saying you can't hide, you are the light. Then he says, things may be not, not that we are, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. We don't do that. He says, don't do that. But on a candlestick, and give it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So this example that the house, we live in the spiritual home that we have as a church uh, that we are. We've been through some tough times, uncharted territory in the world that we live in of the last in recent times. But our fellowship has shone bright and each individual in the workplace has shone because of who we are, that we have an answer to the people that are in this world that have no answer. And and let's not underestimate how dark people's minds are when it comes to finding an answer. We really are the bright shining lights of the world that Jesus said, deliberately said Ye are the light. In fact, 2015, the World Health Organization designated year 2015 as the year of light and said that all matter, all manner pertaining to life can only come from light. Without light, there is no life at all. And it's interesting that Jesus said in, in John chapter 8 verse 12, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world whosoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. And then he goes and says here in Matthew, you are the light of the world. In verse um, 16, let now he tells us what we, can, what we need to do. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. There are a lot of good things that we can do in the world today. Let's go to John in chapter three. These are great verses, aren't they? And good to talk to Pastor Mark. He kept the time. <laughs> I thought he was going to do whale at time, which can be anything, but anyway. John chapter three, verse nineteen. Jesus words again, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For one that doth evil hateth the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, and that they are wrought in God. That's Jesus' words here, that there's two different worlds that we live in. And when I came to the Lord, and many of us here today, had no conscience. Uh, we hear from people giving their testimony that we may have once been a bad swearer and we come along to the Lord, we get filled with the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden you go to work the next day and you hear people swearing all around you. You didn't even notice it before. Blasphemy and all the things that happened. Just talking to a brother just today. He got baptised last week and um, he hated the police And then all of a sudden, he's all this week. He said, I keep seeing the police and I, and I want to do the right thing. And that's, that's the Lord working in the conscience of that individual. And that's what he does for us. That's what our conscience was dark. We had a dark world we lived in. And now the Lord has brought that light to us. Um, back in 1842, there's a young girl that was born in America named Ida Lewis, just to illustrate this power of light. By the age of 15, her parents went on to become a. They looked after a lighthouse, one of the first lighthouses in the United States of America. So she went on with her parents as part of the, the lighthouse keeper. By 17, her father's had a stroke, and she's taken on a lot of the responsibility of, uh, you know, look, doing the, the chores that are associated with being a a lighthouse keeper, and one of them is to keep filling the lamp with oil every night at sunset and at midnight. Trim the wick, polish the carbon off the reflectors to make it a bright, shining light for those acting as a navigational aid to the boats and to the merchants travelling through. As the world was opening up, then there was a lot more sailing and people needed to know the rough areas at the time, the coast. And shipwrecks were the tourists around that time. So they set up a lighthouse. She and her parents were one of the first ones on this lighthouse and it was built in 1842. So she takes on the chores and spends her 54 years of her life on that lighthouse. She saves 25 people's lives. At the age of 17, this very brave, young girl gets on a big, heavy, wooden rowboat, rows out to sea, rough seas, and rescues these two men that were drowning. That was the start at 17, and there's a history of her, of what she did. She saved people's lives. We're the light of the world. We save people's lives. And sometimes we're called to go into the world. Jesus said, I set you as lambs among wolves, We're to go into some pretty hard places, into people's lives that are difficult, that are complicated, and we're there as a bright shining light to save their lives. Sometimes they don't know. These two men that were drowning were told by a 14-year-old boy at the time, I know these waters very, very well. This 14-year-old boy didn't know and he lost his life. And they relied on this young boy that he had the knowledge of the coast at the time. This girl saved their lives. One from misinformation, they put their trust in the wrong person, but eventually this lady, this girl, saved uh, their lives. So right through her life, she got a citations and highly regarded around the world today. What will you do with your life? If you're the lighthouse, if you've got this light that shines out to the world, Are you prepared to get on that old rough wooden boat spiritually and go rescue someone's life? If you hear that tonight and you're visiting or you've been coming along to some men, don't leave here without getting baptized. Don't do that to your soul. We heard a song tonight about soul. Don't do that to your soul. If you want your soul to be released and liberated, then tonight's your night. Tonight's the night of your salvation. Let's go to First John and chapter five, chapter one. First John, chapter one. This is your night. All has led to maybe tonight. You're getting baptized, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And as Mark said, you know who you are. We know who you are. Heaven or hell knows. No pressure. All right. First John and chapter one. It says here in verse 7, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's the promise that the Lord has. He wants to have fellowship with you after you've been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's go to Second Corinthians in chapter 4. This is your day. This is your day. And you don't know when, those of us that are spirit-filled, when you're going to be called upon to rescue someone's life. As we heard here tonight in the testimony that um, whoever it was about the... Oh, Mark, Pastor Mark, about um, Sam talking to that brother, that person about the Lord while his car's broken down. You don't know when we're going to be called upon to help someone But if you're the child of light as we are, then you're going to be alert to the calling that the Lord is leading you to that individual. If you want to be part of the light, he's going to make it pretty clear what you should do and how you'll do it. And when it comes suddenly to you, you'll know exactly what it looks like, what you should say and how you can operate. And you'll know that the power that you may be needed to call upon to help that individual because you might be offering prayer you might be offering some form of wisdom to help them through their situation. You'll know as a child of light that the Lord is going to give you those words and the answer to the prayer. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four it says in verse three If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Just amazing verses tell us of our calling, what we can do and how we can do it in our life with the Lord like the same with this young girl, Ida Lewis. She was a dedicated young girl, dedicated to her calling as a lighthouse keeper. Um, when, they built the, when they build the, the lighthouse, they take into consideration the curvature of the earth. They have it at a certain height so that you can be far out to sea and you can see the lighthouse. Every lighthouse in the world today has a different flash, rotation, so that the, if you're out to sea in the dark in the storm, you know along the coast that each lighthouse represents something different. We are the light of the world. We, we will flash different ways because we're all different people. But the message that we have is that if you're in danger, whether you're near, such as the two men that were nearby that you rode out to save the life, or whether you're right out into the middle of the ocean, we're here to help you. We're here to save your soul because we want to keep that light shining so you can rely upon it no matter what storms come in your life, that when you turn to the Lord, there is a light to help you and give you peace and give you an answer. And all the people said, Amen.